I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere else, at Lisa Evers, and 24-7 on lisaevers.com for those show podcasts and also the TV videos. What we're focusing on in this episode, hip-hop and politics. Can the culture, can the music of hip-hop, can the artists and the personalities drive social change at this critical point in our country? That's what we're focusing on, and that's what we're talking about with a great panel we have with us for this show. Reggie Osei is the host of the Combat Jack Show. Reggie, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks so much, Lisa. Great to have you. Also with us is Tamika Hall-Fry, a.k.a. Lady Blaga. <laughs> if you uh, log on to Stupid Dope or Mommy Noir, you've seen some of her writings, and she's uh, written for many other publications and websites as well. Tamika, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. Also with us, you've seen him on TV, you've heard him on Street Soldiers before. He is the community advocate for New York City. That's what I say. He's based out of Brooklyn, though. That's his uh, home base. The one and only Tony Herbert. Thank Tony, you. Thank, thank you so you. much for, for being with us. We really appreciate it. Reggie, I want to start with you on this. Okay. We've seen so many artists making statements lately in the last year, especially around the issues of police community tensions, police violence, gun violence. Is it having an impact, do you think? You know, I think the most important thing is that there's a, 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 a change in the consciousness. Of, of, of our people and, and, and of the community. I remember about five years ago on social media and on my show, The Combat Jack Show, I would talk very, I would talk, I would, I would really stick on the issue of white privilege, uh, white racist supremacy, the, you know, just the differences in terms of like how our people are being treated compared to other people. And there are times where I was attacked by, you know, people of color, like you have this old way of thinking racism no longer exists. Mm -hmm. But as we start <laughs> to see that, you know, it still exists, that there is, you know, there's <coughs> injustice going on, that there's state sanctioned killings going on. The fact that so many people are talking about it, the, the fact that people, the, the, the change, the shift in consciousness and that children are being taught at such an early age that black lives matter because there's something wrong. Um, the other day I was walking through Broward Park in Brooklyn, New York, and I saw a father walking his four-year-old daughter to school, and I heard him whisper to her, if they ask you to stand for the national anthem, please tell them the song wasn't written for you. So for him, to see him in the community teaching his four-year-old daughter that, there is a change, there is a, there's a shift. There's a definite mm. shift. And you need a shift in consciousness before you have before you have action. And I want to right. talk about it a, a, bit, a little bit later in right. the show if that mm -hmm. shift is just in the black community or if the shift is also throughout the entire country. Tamika, what about the artists? Because it seems like we've been seeing a lot of performances, a lot of efforts by the artists. Tell us about some of those. I feel like the artists, so a few years ago, it wasn't such a big deal for artists to make a statement about politics. But I think now there's more of a responsibility for them to step forward and say, listen, you need to be aware of this. You need to be sure that you're paying attention to that. And they're using their platforms to voice those opinions and to basically educate people because a lot of people are not, you know, they're not going to do it on their own. They're not watching the debate. And and this is a way for the, a way for them to reach them. But Tony, is that message? You're you're out on the streets throughout mm -hmm. the city. A lot of times, after somebody gets shot, something horrible happens in mm -hmm. our communities. Is that message, are these messages reaching the streets? I don't, I can't say that it actually is if we don't have mediums like yours, you know, actively being engaged. One of the problems I have 
um, all the way through this whole picture is yes, there are artists who are speaking out. However, what are the messages that we're putting out there? We have to be very clear what kind of message we put out because if we're going to say something, then we have to act upon that and do as we say. We can't do something differently in our videos and in our music and promote you know all this proliferation of stupidity with regards to sexism and all that other stuff and then turn around saying fight the power. We just can't have that. What about the messages that are going out there? And everybody, please feel free to jump in. One of the uh, civil rights leaders in our city, uh, Tamika Mallory, okay. she said that on a previous episode of Street Soldiers at our, our Push for Peace town hall, she said there's some of these messages are also being kind of twisted a little bit so people are starting to feel in the black community over-victimized and not focusing enough on being empowered. What do you guys think about that? Well, if I can, Tamika is is one of our most prolific, you know, leaders of up tomorrow. So she's out here, you know, doing the yeoman's work, and what have you. And I think she's right to that degree. But at the same time, it's about messaging. And if we don't get the message put out the right way, you it will be perceived, and others will gravitate to it and use it for their fodder. What about I, that? I think aside from the messaging, there has to be consistency to the messaging. Right. A lot of times, people come out and say one thing, and then they'll switch it up a little bit right. and say something else. So there has to be a steady consistency in the message that's being put out. It can't change or fluctuate depending upon what the situation right. is or how or where you are. You can't water it down because you're you know, on a show that's not going to allow you to voice your opinion and then be strong because you're someplace where you can voice that opinion. If you're going to make a stand, you have to keep it, take it, and go with it all the time. You can't switch it up. <coughs> and and, and Reggie, Reggie, when we talk about formats and we talk about forums and we talk about the messaging and to, to see to see a message of Black Lives Matter on the BET Awards is mm -hmm. one thing, mm -hmm. but is that really reaching the people that need to understand that or need to see that? I mean, I think it's a process. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I remember a couple, a couple of years ago when many people were just unconscious right. with regard to the issue. Mm -hmm. People are just waking up or right in now. denial. Yeah, or in denial, or, or just, just really, don't want to deal with really it because it's so overwhelming, yeah. or really yeah. just so really painful. unaware. Right, just unaware. I think is once again, it's a consciousness issue, and I think shifting the consciousness is a long process. So I think during the, these past couple of years, people are awake. There is an effect that's working. Mm -hmm. It's now that it's at, at this point that we need to start focusing on a concrete plan of attack. One of the hindrances behind that is the economic component tied to it. How, is it is it financially um, viable for me to make this kind of noise and jeopardize making some money? So that comes into play as well. Well, I think you have a lot more artists now, too, though. They have a greater degree of control, especially yes. the big ones, right. greater mm. degree of control over their careers, right? Yeah, they don't, they, a lot of times, I guess, they can't say certain things because if the label says, no, we have to support this movement or you can't speak out on this because we're going to lose this mm -hmm. endorsement. I mean, even with writing, I have that same issue. You know, sometimes I have to, or I was asked to water down certain things because whoever, whomever is, I can't say the name, but whomever is, <laughs> supporting or endorsing my article you need to make it, it quote unquote mainstream exactly so that you're not alienating any <clears throat> of the groups that are in that particular mainstream and two they don't want people to feel like that brand supports my opinion mm. right so that's a big that's a I big mean, I think big that's deal. a standard thing though in commercial you know like commercial enterprises businesses you right know, but news then definitely because you have to have so many different people involved or, or but then again to make it's going to affect the message but right. what, what i love is in, in this is day, in this day and age of uh, uh the digital world and, and do it yourself and independence you see a lot of independent artists mm -hmm. standing up because there's really nothing for them to lose i mean mm -hmm. they already right. have their built-in fan base and then even when you look at somebody like a beyonce 
who's at the top of the food chain and she does the whole formation thing and it just creates such a ripple. Artists are, even artists that are tied to these corporations are taking risks mm. that was with regard to their career. That was pretty mm -hmm. bold and mm -hmm. brave of her. Very much yes. so. And courageous. And, and, who, and, and for something that was so innocuous, look at the ripples that it caused. Mm -hmm. Right, it, definitely, it raised a total discussion about it as well. Well, well when we come back, we're gonna talk about politics. Is this greater awareness translating into more action at the polls, more involvement in the political process. We'll see what our guests have to say when we come back. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Sierra, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, baby, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Lisa Evers, and you can catch up on all your Street Soldiers episodes, both radio and TV, 24-7, free of charge on lisaevers.com. And what we're focusing on in this episode, hip hop and politics. Is the culture becoming a force for social change or is just making a statement about what's going on, kind of the latest trend and the latest fad that's gonna be gone tomorrow. That's what we're talking about with our guests. Uh, joining us, Reggie Osei. You know him as Combat Jack, host of the Combat Jack Show. Tamika Hall Fry, AKA Lady Blaga. She's a writer and managing editor for uh, Stupid Dope, Mommy Noir, and Cool Media. Mm -hmm. All those, lots of writing activity going on there. And also Tony Herbert, he's a citywide community advocate that deals with a lot of the issues on our streets and, and in our communities. In terms of politics, mm -hmm. a lot of people feel, from what I hear the feedback and what we see in comments and on the streets, turned off by the process. They feel like, especially with the mainstream candidates, mm -hmm. you have on the one hand, you have a guy that's body shaming women, that's what his platform seems to be, and then on the other, a woman who's in charge of, was in charge of national security and didn't understand that emails had to be confidential and secure. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people just kind of feel like, I'm not really feeling either one of them, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna check out. How do you guys feel about that? I think it's great that the conversation is happening on social, I mean, on social media. The fact that people feel that they wanna check out, the, people, the fact that people feel that there is really no choice with regards, but there's a conversation happening publicly, and in these conversations, I see people that are like, no, you have to vote, but these conversations are happening, and I can understand why people wanna check out, because Look at look at our candidates. And no, exactly. But to me, the, the the sense that just the energy around the election to me feels very very different because mm -hmm. when President Obama the first time he ran, was there was a sense yeah, people were like, "This is really history." But excited. this is history too. It may not be history we like, but it's still history. It's very, I think history. the fact that it's historical is being overshadowed by the candidates who are at hand. So yes, on the one hand, it is very you know it's a historical moment. There's a woman who's on the verge of possibly becoming the president. But that's being overshadowed by her actions, by her can't you know her opponent's actions, and I think you know we can't check out of this election. We have to be very aware of what's going on, and the last thing we need to do is not vote. Everyone needs to vote. I think so too. I mean, and I say that full disclosure as one of yeah, the founders I, of Hip Hop Votes, you know, at Hot 97. You know, even if and so, some of the elected officials, Tony, have told me that. Even if you don't vote for the president because you just don't want to be, you know, make that choice, mm -hmm. that you should still go to the polls and vote in the local elections That's because exactly. they'll have more of an impact on our lives. Is mm -hmm. that true or false? That's totally true. The primaries in our city alone are the most um, 
impactful um, elections that we could be a part of, particularly that of those who vote for congressmen, state senators, state assembly, and city council reps, you know, all the way down to the civil court judges. These are the people that we have a direct in-your-face kind of contact with, and when that trickle-down comes from government, it goes down in that matter. It comes to the state, state allocates to the city. We need that money. But let's be very clear about something. This particular election is electrifying, and I'll tell you why. Not only because a woman is running, but it's it's losing a lot of its flavor because this reality TV concept that media has a fixation on Donald Trump and his stupidity. He's a misogynistic, egotistical, um, arrogant, um, disrespectful racist. racist. And unfortunately, I don't understand why folks are even gravitating to this guy. You know, I'd never really watch what is that stupid show. Isn't it our Facebook culture? Isn't it our our celebrity culture? Isn't it our our reality show culture that we're in? People, People don't care about issues. They just, it's, oh, I know him. It's the circus. And people are obsessed with the get rich quick thing. And, oh, I want to be able to say what I want to say and so on and so forth. So in that aspect, he's like picking up a lot of steam because that's how people feel in the back of their head. Is it right? No, of course not. But that's what reality show culture has created. So people are all about the whole circus and talking about it on social media and making a meme about it. Like all of these things have become priority versus real life issues and whether we like it or not he's brilliant at that a 3 a.m tweet you know people are like i also think what's i also think what's brilliant about trump's campaign and i don't agree with it at all is how he's tapping into a certain psyche a certain sentiment that has always existed in this country with a certain segment of our citizens i mean he's brilliant in terms of tapping into primal fear Mm -hmm. of the other and that's what the campaign that's what the campaign is being run on is the primal fear of the other. That's why we need the balance of shows like this, so well, that the you, real Tony. information can get out with regards to how people being responsible. And I say that to every Hot 97 listener and every viewer on Fox TV. At the end of the day, this guy is bad for us. Yes, he and, is. and he's going to force us to be in a position we might have to bring the draft back, and, and, and our young people are going to be the ones that have to go out there and fight the wars that he's going to create. Exactly. What, what, about in, what about in terms of the issues? Or the, what are the issues being discussed? They're not besides speaking whether or not to the issues of young universe. people. Right. They're, They're not, not speaking, speaking to names. these issues. They're not even talking about the issues at hand. And me being a woman, he says nothing to me, for me, about me, that makes me want to even look his direction. And me as a black man, I don't get anything from him. I, I relate more to Hillary and the position she's taking with the work that she's done. And, and, and maybe I have a little closer relationship because I did work with the Clintons um, when I worked for Congressman Towns. I worked alongside them when they campaigned for her to become Senate. I was in the Hamptons with them for a whole weekend seeing her campaign. So there's more realness there in the connection for me than it is with a Donald Trump who has no understanding what it is to be black. Tamika, but what about as a working mom yourself? Mm-hmm. And what are the issues that you see? Like, what would what would really make you go? I got to I got to make sure I vote. I got to tell my friends to vote for this particular person, whoever that might whoever the that whole, might be. The whole idea of <clears throat> Trump being president and trying to figure out what his speeches would be on issues of childcare, mm. on issues of, you know, maternity leave. Not, wait, not that I'm not... Pl- I'm, uh, <laughs> you planning? Maternity <laughs> leave for other women, not me. Um, just issues like that. And then when I think of my kids, I have three girls that are little. I have an older daughter. Like, I have girls, I have boys. They're the future. Right. So having to put him in office and then leave them to have to deal with his mess that he's gonna create and leave behind for them to have to deal with is frightening. But just women alone, I'm sorry. I mean, mean, what's amazing is I had the opportunity this past summer to travel abroad extensively, so I spent a lot of time in in Europe, and just hearing the sentiment of what's going on outside of the Mm -hmm. the United States, they're like, if this guy gets in office, 
like global geopolitics are going to be ruined. Yeah, people, the people other countries, the other, other countries, countries already, other you know, plotting. If this man gets in office, this is this is what's going to happen. It's creating an angry tone, not just in the United States, but across the but globe. But then when it comes to our audience, when it comes to the audience that we have told, going back with Hip Hop Votes on Hot 97, when 50 Cent did commercials for us, Fat Joe did, you know, public service announcements mm -hmm. saying, get involved. Diddy was like, everybody's got to come in, come mm -hmm. out and vote. vote. It's like, what do you, vote or, die. vote or die. What do you tell people... The, the overarching, again, are women. In first and foremost, women are the dominant factors when it comes to going out the poll. Women are so the all our key. young sisters out there to have this man in the position that he's talking to this candidate, who is a woman, right. that is the message and a half right there to tell you he is not for you. You cannot vote for this guy because he's going to set a tone that's going to create an atmosphere of more disrespect and more uh, misogynistic attitude towards women in our community. That's the major reason why he should not be elected. Well, what about the, and we've seen some of the hip-hop, like Pusha T did the reg voter registration mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with Hillary, some of the other hip hop artists, but has anybody really reached out to the hip hop community, Reggie? To uh, um, I'm not aware. Like in, with, a, in a real with, way. with regard to this cycle of elections, I'm not fully aware. I mean, I know Killer Mike was a huge proponent for Bernie. For Bernie, for right, Bernie, for Bernie Sanders. Sanders. And, right. and Bernie Didn't had, a, that I deal think, though. out of all of the you know candidates during this cycle, mm -hmm. Bernie really had the most support from the from the hip hop community because he really yeah, presented. I think so too. An alternative mm -hmm. to politics as usual, mm -hmm. and that's what people were going. And, and after after he, you know, got knocked off, then nobody people lost those interest. Same people like Killer Mike. Mm -hmm. I figured, well, maybe he's going to come and jump on the Hillary train because you know Bernie Sanders, Democrat. But it's quiet, like crickets. But what mm. about is is it possible? Is there a day ahead in the future? Because I don't think it's happening mm. this time around the election where hip hop can be seen as where the culture or the bulk of the culture can be seen as a voting block, a consciousness, as you were talking I, about. I think we've seen that, and I, I think we've seen that with 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 the uh, Obama, Obama campaign. Like yeah. Obama was a child of the hip hop community. Obama right. was involved in the early days of the Source magazine. If you know, if you if if if, if you know his history, so he definitely was that hip hop candidate and we've we've seen the result twice well i think he and two he actively you know he would express his like for his love for hip-hop and who he was listening yeah, to yeah i got jay-z on a playlist and had, right. people were like wow that's so amazing but a guy that's gonna be in the had, white house but then he just had south by south lawn at the white house right you will never see that happen again you know what I'm saying? So I think in that That's aspect... That's that stands for. I was like, what the hell South is that? South by South Lawn, yeah. <laughs> so I think he identified with the people. Like, he brought it down so people could relate. Not so much... You know, some people were still not happy with how he did certain things, but I think as far as a people's president, he definitely tapped into that community a lot more than both these two candidates and will nobody's ever even, not, not even acknowledging it. Hold, on, hold that mm -hmm. thought, Tony, because we're, we're going to take a short break. When we go, come back, it's one of the biggest issues on that's been on this show for a number of years. It's one of the biggest issues in our communities and on our streets, but none of the presidential candidates are talking about it. We're going to find out what our guests have to say when we come back. What it do this Kevin Gates and right now I'm kicking it with Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, and what we're focusing on in this episode, hip-hop and politics. Can the music and culture and the consciousness be a driving force for positive social change? That's what we're talking about with our guests. Joining us, Reggie Osei. You might know his podcast, famous podcast, The Combat Jack Show. Also with us is Tamika Hall Fry, a.k.a. Lady Blaga. She writes for a number of publications and websites and is managing editor for Cool Media. Also with us is Tony Herbert, citywide community advocate based out of Brooklyn. Okay, one of the biggest issues that we've had on Street Soldiers 
for a number of years is the police community issue, the tensions, the cases, mm -hmm. especially in the last couple of years, starting with the Eric Garner case. Mm -hmm. And that has happened here in New York at the same time we've seen police officers killed in the line of duty mm -hmm. too, like um, detect the detectives in Brooklyn, yeah. the two detectives in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. We also saw the officer in Harlem in the East Har Harlem houses there. Right and uh, Randolph Holder. Randolph Holder. And yet at the same time, we're seeing these horrific cases around the country, like New Orleans, like mm -hmm. St. Paul, mm -hmm. like Charlotte, where mm -hmm. people are very, very upset about what's going on. And yet, I don't know, maybe I'm missing it. I don't see political, I don't see the candidates on a national level talking about this issue. Nope. Well, I've, I've heard <coughs> Trump speak on the issue, and he said the way to help the black community is to have uh, to reinstitute like stop, stop and, and frisk, frisk. Yeah. right? So he's definitely addressing the issue, <laughs> right? Which, <laughs> NY, and, which <laughs> NYPD was very clear. NYPD was very clear. We are not, not doing, doing it. it. It's dro it's dropped. It's mm. dropped dramatically by hundreds of thousands <laughs> of people every year. Well, look, here, here's what's happening with NYPD in our city. First and foremost, um, they which start is different from yeah, which is totally different from. Well, let's let's just hit the hammer, you know, right on the head, the the nail on the head. The problem we're having is that a lot of the issues that happen in other states comes back to haunt us and open up old wounds. So right now it refreshes the the issues that we've been dealing with in our city, like the Garnet case, the Garnet case, um, the shooting, the shooting in the pink in the stairwell and pink houses, those kind of things. You know, all of that stuff, yellow, stuff yeah. years ago. Yeah comes back to revisit us because also keep in mind there are individuals who rabble rouse this stuff and get paid and what have you make money and benefiting from rabble rousing people. Yeah, but Tony, but there's a very big perception in the community, especially in communities of color and the African, you know, the black community in particular. Okay, tell me about that it. The, <laughs> no, no, but I'm just saying as a, as a reporter and as right, a talk right. show, as, as somebody who's out there on the streets, that there are two systems of justice. Uh -huh. That if you commit a crime as a civilian, you're going to jail. You're getting right. arrested and you're going to do time. If you commit a crime if you do something that is wrong when you're wearing the uniform and when you're wearing the badge, you don't end up suffering any consequences. Even when I you're e not wearing a uniform. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, you still... Although we've no seen possible. we've seen in Brooklyn, we saw the case with the... East you know, where the, mm -hmm. the, uh, the man was killed, you know, in Brooklyn by the off-duty police officer. Okay. Not a Kai girl. You're talking about recently. the guy that went to the guy's window yes. when he was parked at a light and he just yes. popped up on him? Yeah. He was, yeah. He was indicted. But what, what do you think about this feeling that there's two systems of justice, Reggie? There are two there systems are two of systems. justice. Oh, United States citizens are held at a higher level of accountability than the public services, the pu pu public service, public servants that are the police officers. I mean, there's no accountability. And I, ha uh, I agree. Even something as small as driving with a cell phone, I've gotten a cell phone ticket. Meanwhile, I'll see officers in the car, in uniform, they're driving, they're on the cell phone, texting, doing the same thing. So not only something as large as, you know, killing someone, but it trickles down to even something as small as to that. The broken window and broken windows and those things. Those things build up over those things. Those frustrations build up over yeah. time. Mm -hmm. Those sense. Tony, Tony, what about that in, ter in terms well, of where we are with NYPD? Because they have dropped stop and frisk has gone way way down. Right. Well, it never stopped. Just keep in mind, it still exists. And, it's, it, it, and, yeah. and what they it, say to yeah. me is, it's, it's just it, not abused. It's, it's not right. as yeah. abused it's a, as it's it was. It's a standard police tactic. Yeah. You got to stop mm -hmm. somebody well, and ask them. Yeah, because yeah, you can't give anybody the impression they can walk around here with a gun and, right. and no one's going to say or sit, you know, do anything about it. But when it's all said and done, the problem we have is there's so much lack of trust on both sides, and there can't there's 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 a a, a 
issue with regards to being able to communicate that message. Now, I do give the police department the credit with their NCO program, that outreach program, co- neighborhood community officer. offices, right. right. And, and and with that being the case, you know, we want to give that a fair chance. Um, I do see the outreach. Um, I was invited as a community leader to sit down and have lunch with the commissioner. And that this same commissioner who's in was the same person who invited me to sit down when he became the um, chief, of, chief of department. So there is some level of outreach. The question of the matter is, to what degree? And let's give it a chance to see what happens, because if there is failure, then it goes back to the legislators to get their behinds in gear and then act on this and what have you to produce legislation that's going to assist us as, as African Americans in, in this community, in this city. I have two black males as my children. And I have every concern when they walk out the door and whatnot. But you have to be able to illustrate what's good, what's bad, and what the concerns are. There's a lack of trust on both sides. But what again, what once again, what about this lack of accountability when, when, when a cop unjustly kills an innocent man? Where's the, where's the accountability? I think we're at a where point. I think they're where, trying to change it. I think in some the the, the uh, South Carolina Walter Scott that case that the officer was just was arrested right away. We saw Kai Gurley. They yeah. they brought charges even though a lot of people were unhappy with mm-hmm. how the case ultimately came. No jail out. time. We see the yeah, and we see the other uh, the the case that just that just happened in Brooklyn that there's something like that. But let me ask you this question because there's police officers. Um, African-American police officers who listen to Hot 97, who mm-hmm. listen to hip-hop or are part of hip-hop culture, they will come up to me and say, listen, we you know, we understand how people feel this way, but you also have to understand we're just getting, people are totally disrespecting us left and right. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of that. Like there's the concept that mm-hmm. if a yeah. police officer tells you something that it's open to negotiation and mm-hmm. then that's where the trouble starts. But, should, but, but shouldn't there be a discussion? I mean, from what I understand, policing should be about de-escalation. Right. So, so there Which should be training they have put in the NYPD. Since so there Eric should Garner be a case. back and forth. I right. mean, if a, if an officer at requests something from you, I think you should have the right to discuss with them what what is this even about. But is there is it time for a, a kind of a national? Tony, you didn't you want to respond to that? Well, or you know, you know I'm, I'm a little biased because they're representing you know. the yeah. law. Yeah, so I'm, gonna, I'm a little biased. Say, like, that you admit wanna, that you're I'm, biased. I'm a little biased to this, and I say that from the standpoint that I talk to police officers all the time because they're in my family right. mm-hmm. and what have you, and I understand the dynamics of those that want to go do their job, right. and that's what they want to do. Right. But to turn around and have to stand there and ostracize good cops because there's bad cops right. and right. what have you is a concern and for a lot me. Of good cops. The, the last thing I want to do is go out there and give any indication as a leader and misread. So, or have somebody misread that I'm saying, go ahead, you can shoot at a cop or you can beat up on a cop because they're doing something wrong. That's not the case with every cop. That's not to say that there but aren't bad cops the in the community. Then, but, but I don't think that's not It exists. That's it exi- not the no, that's, no, that's not true. It exists. Well, I, I, I have to be very clear. I'm in the street every day. I, I talk to the brothers in the housing developments. I talk to the brothers on the street corners. I even, hell, I even take gangbangers out to have lunch. The, the, it, it exists. There's, and, and that's what goes back maybe, to. But not no, no, no. Of course, in my community that I know. Thinks it's board. okay to no. be disrespectful and to shoot at cops. So I think that's a disconnect. No, but you yeah. see, you mm. see people talking I back to police differ. officers. You see them saying things. It's like there's the attitude, like that, that police police will say, "Listen, they're representing the government. They're representing the law. If they tell you to pull over, you need to pull over. Pull over. If they tell you to produce your license and registration, you need to do that. But as but an they attorney, can't be, but as they as can't attorney, be disrespectful. As an attorney, you should know why you're being required to pull out your that license. The if there's no probable cause. But is cause. that a cultural disconnect where we have a, we have a generation now we have have a world now that's very casual I so when somebody gives you an order you're kind of like what are you let talking me, let me tell about? you something Not six years ago i'm sorry no it's okay six years ago i'm in a car with my jewish friend a cop pulls us over and he goes off on the police 
he goes off on the police, and I'm looking at him like, don't you ever do that again. So there's this, there's also this different sense right. of like rights between different communities. Who can get away with where what? certain there's, people there's feel a, they've always been able there's to a lot talk of, to disrespectfully exactly. to police. They can but go we've to, never felt that like we've been able to talk Tony, Tony, what about there's Tony? There's a lot of variables. My boy went Tony. off on him. He's like, I pay your goddamn, I pay your, I pay, I pay your, Red's ready to let it go. Red's ready to go. Let me, I'm let looking me, at him like, Tony, yo. Here's a variety. Tony, 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 keep it, Tony. Keep it a hundred because oh, they're, well, they're, in be, Brooklyn there's certain communities well, that can go clear. march on their local precinct well, and not oh, one oh, single oh, person no, they gets will. arrested. But, but, see, but see, that's the problem. Not one gets there, arrested. But there's a problem. There's a difference with regards to how it's done. The unfortunate part about it is, you know, I mean, let's be clear. I've gone after bad cops. You know, the one that stomped the guy in the head, the guy that tased the guy that made him fall and bust his head open. I've gone after cops, and unfortunately, he took his life because of that. Um, but the scenario is this. We have to be very cognizant of, of, of what's going on in our community, but we can't just be irate or upset but at the no, same time but, no, no but, but, irate, but we have a right to be upset no no you have a right but at, at the same time you ha- we have to also be understanding of de-escalation right. and what have you when you're stopped you can't just automatically go into a thought what i'm saying is this and what have you there has to be respect on both sides why why? There if has to be. If, if there has if, to be. If, if systemically, well, there's been no Reg, respect Reg, provided you're to our community, where does that sense of respect come from? Why, Reg, why, why, Reg, once again, Reg, why are we if, held to a higher standard I, I of accountability you, I hear you, when there's constant systemic because you're, you're, you're a taxpayer and, and you're a responsible resident of this city. Yes. If you're pulled over, you ask the question, yes, why am I being pulled over? If he's being disrespectful, then you have all the right to of go course. in. But you can't start out like that to create the atmosphere. I think there's such a... You're speaking on your own experience. Hold on a second, but there, there, there's cases. But there's a there's in our community that we dare not be so disrespectful to police because you know you'll get a boot in your ass. I don't know about it. <laughs> I know that. Okay, well, there's a, there's a sense, and and again, this is also too where there's the there's the bleed through from the other incidents in other cities too, like St. Paul. PTSD people, all the way like, around. Like St. Paul, people feel or like Minneapolis, St. Paul, with, with that with that poor you know poor man, people felt like okay, you you tell your kids, you tell your mm-hmm. sons, mm-hmm. you know, men know, comply. You won't die, but mm. here it was. He complied, and, and the guy was stopped like over fifty something. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked in the school. He was like this beloved guy not, in the I'm school. Not, like, not a there gangbanger. Is a, there isn't you know, a simplicit bias. It does exist, but I'm saying we as a people can't contribute to folks and whatnot, giving them the the, the opportunity to act that way. So, how big an issue is this in the United States right now? Okay, so why why isn't that part of the national the national discussion right now? It should be not only that. It should also be the responsibility of elected officials to educate don't we in our need, communities. Don't we need to have a national approach? Yes. Don't we need yes. to have cultural diversity but you're, but or you're, cultural But your candidates aren't speaking to that right now. They're all trying, Trump is, they're all trying Trump, to win. Trump is definitely speaking about Trump is speaking, he's speaking to arrogance and ignorance. That's what he's speaking to. Yeah. And stop and frisk was proven unconstitutional exactly. in New York City. And but the police have managed... Effective, really. So for him to even bring that up as an option or a solution... <laughs> I'm, I'm never... Hello. I'm never as a leader going to sit here and agree to anything that offers up any opportunity on any side of the fence to contribute to somebody being hurt or harmed. Right. And what exactly. Have you. I exactly. have to play a middle middle field here until whatever whatever takes place, there's an investigation. Once that's clarified and what have you, then we can take the appropriate steps. And we have to I'm, look at the good and bad. I, in exactly. Each but right. I'm never going to say go out there and argue with a cop. I'm never going to say I'll take but give I mean, him attitude. I don't think I anyone think says point, go out no go out and argue with a cop. Trust me. I have three sons. Trust me. I have three sons. Trust me, bro. We might be of a different cut. Since they've been able to talk. Reg, we may have a different cut. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Officer, Reg, Reg, you have ahead. your ID ready. 
you speak you speak very very respectfully. That's you, too. Reggie. That's you. I think that's, that's a lot you of and I. I. No, that's no, 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 no. There's a lot of there's a lot of parents that tell the exception. I'm brilliant, but I'm not that much of the exception. Tamika has a teenage. You have a teenage son. Hard to believe. I too. Okay. So even before God bless you. nowadays, you have to have you know you dread like the sex talk, the birds and the bees, and right. having to worry about condoms <laughs> right, and babies. Right. Mm. Now it's the police the conversation talk. Conversation is the cop talk. You know when the cops stop you, you have to do this. Yes, and sir. What's crazy no, sir. is that no, you I don't have to say this sir. <laughs> That's what no, you have to wait, say. Hold on, was it I started this dialogue with my son. I said, you know, it was a Trayvon Martin case. So I, we watched the verdict and we had to discuss the verdict. And, you know, I had to make them aware of this is what's happening. This is what's going on. So we started the dialogue. You know, when you get stopped, this is what you have to say. So my son said, oh, I was on the train and the cop asked me for my ID. And I was like, what? Like, it already happened. And I think at the time he was 14 getting ready to turn 15, my older son. So I'm like. It's like a Trayvon Martin age. Yeah. So I'm like, now. If that already happened, you know what I mean? Like, now you start thinking. And then how, what about the younger ones, the ones that are like 9 and 10 years well, old? How do you tell exactly. them, like, if you're wait, in trouble, wait, wait, go wait. to you a police to, officer, but, but at the but, same but time, wait, he, and this, is what, this is what I wanted to speak to. This is what I wanted to speak to. And, 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 and again, from experiences, I've literally witnessed, and what have you, more than once, a parent telling a child, don't go to that cop because he's going to hurt you. We can't yeah, do but, that. But that's what we I can't do that. I do that. I do that. But see, here's the day, if somebody tells you who they are, you got to believe them. All right, we're okay, we're going to take a short break. This is Street <laughs> Soldiers. We're talking about hip-hop and politics, and uh, one of those issues, those big issues, police issues, we'll be back right after this. Hey, yo, this is Pat Post with Lisa Evers. Put your thinking caps on. Street Soldiers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. What we're focusing on in this episode, hip-hop and politics. Can the music and culture drive positive social change? With us, Reggie Osei. He's the host of the famous podcast, The Combat Jack Show. Also with us, Tamika Hall-Fry. She's also known as Lady Blaga. She is a managing editor for Cool Media and writer for Stupid Dope and Mommy Noir. Mm. Also with us, Tony Herbert, a citywide community advocate based out of Brooklyn. Let's talk about solutions. Let's talk mm. about political platforms. Let's mm -hmm. talk about politically, can anything really be done, Reggie? I think um, the main issue that the black community nationwide suffers from is we don't realize that we are a sleeping giant with regard to our economic power. And at the end of the day, until we galvanize you know, our monies and pool our monies and spend where people want us to spend and, and not spend where we're not wanted, I think the issue is going to continue to perpetuate itself. But how but, realistic is that in this day and age when so much is digital, you mm -hmm. know? I think it's very realistic. If one of our favorite MCs, one of our, if one of our most influential MCs, and we've seen it done before, mm -hmm. Came out and said, "Listen, don't buy, don't buy twelve pairs of Nikes this year. Just cut down and buy four pairs of Nikes this year until they really galvanize with our cause and, and to, to implement change. We'll see change because at the end of the day, in this country, they've shown that they don't love us as black people, but they love our money. Mm. And it's all it, about the money. I it's think all about the money. To um, to his point, it's also unity." So we have to have that one artist team up with that other artist that teams up with that athlete. You know, they have to come together and support the same idea. You can't have an athlete over here, you know, doing one thing and then an artist trying to do another thing because A, it's gonna separate the movement and B, then it makes it smaller and harder to attain. So if we can come together at some point with a strong movement and a strong 
force to make everyone go in that same direction, I think it would work. I was talking with an artist this week who said the problem is there's no recognized leader. Exactly. Right. There's no right. one that people are galvanizing around. It's all this, okay, MBA is going to do this, or exactly. this team's going to exactly. do that. Yep. We'll do this at the SBs. We'll do this at the BET mm -hmm. Awards. We'll do this when the national anthem comes on. And like you said, it's 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 all over it's the place, but there's, a shot. there's no one person giving it that focus to well, What I'm happy to, to announce, actually, there is a program that we've initiated called the One Family, One Community Initiative. It's being supported by Jeff Red, who's reaching out to Andre Harrell. We have Bob Celestin, the attorney, entertainment Present. attorney, also being involved, um, who've actually committed to helping us to start formulating that relationship that we need to get to. We have George Martin from the New York Giants, the football giants of celebrity. Um, a host of folks getting involved, and we have the SBA, the Sergeant's Benevolent Association, as well as the PBA getting involved to to engage a program that we're putting out there where we're going into mentoring our young people in the schools and giving them an opportunity to deal forthright with having a communication, direct communication with those that we have issues with so that we can bridge that gap and start to build. Tamika, you're shaking your head and... I feel like... And it's working. We already started. And it's working. It's working. So here's my question. So we're trying to unify to go against an organization that's helping us unify the movement. What what, what organization are we going against? Because that's not what not we should. Not against. When I say against, mm -hmm. I mean we're trying to come together as a people, right, to move forward on a movement. But I feel like involving the PBA at that level. Well, what How what what work? what organization is creating a movement? That's what you know, because there's still an agenda that hasn't been structured thoroughly. And I'll give you an example. It was just a march in Brooklyn over by Ebbets Field in Crown Heights, okay. and it was supposedly led by Black Lives Matter. But you had individuals in there, so we kind of got lost with the message. We were supposed to be talking about gun violence around the Juve shooting, but yet here it is. We had people talking about the KKK. We had people talking about reparations. We had people talking. It was a whole. On one particular, it, it wasn't on one, one focus, issue. and that's it's where people are getting lost. And because there's a lost. There is no focus with real, and it speaks directly to your point just now. What is the agenda so that What's we can all vision? be on the same because, page? Because it's one. It's, it's like everybody's to me, and I just say this as a media person, Reggie. I want to hear what you have to your take on this. Is is, is people are saying, I'm upset about this. I'm upset about this. Mm -hmm. I'm upset about this. They're all very val valid points, and they all need to be listened to. But nobody is saying this is where we need to go. We need to go mm -hmm. in this direction. Right. Right. This is the vision. Like, what is the vision? I mean, maybe what we're talking about in politics is we don't have a real vision of America for everybody. And can we close? Right? I'm sorry. Reggie, what do you think about that? No, I think we don't have a real vision of America for everybody. But there's a, prolif a prolifer proliferation of issues that do affect a particular people. Mm -hmm. And because it's such a myriad of, you know, it's just some, it's like, it's just wave after wave after wave of issues. I understand that we want reparations. We want police to stop killing us. We want, you know, better housing. I mean, it's, a, it's just a myriad but of what issues. what about violence too? What about the violence in our community? I think the <laughs> violence in exists. our community is yeah, being, I think that's being addressed within our communities. I think people by are whom? concerned be, by people within the communities. People okay. don't like the fact that there's violence in their communities. I see... People I don't like I it, but it's... Uh, I, see, I see marches yeah, and remember, New York, Reggie, in I New see, York, we're in a different, we're in a different situation right, right. Than, than a Chicago right. or... Totally. Yeah. Or but then, but these then other once cities, again, we're New saying Orleans. what about black on black... That's really what you're saying is what about black on black crime. Exactly. What about white on white crime? That's, I mean, see, because that's not my issue. My issue is black on black no, crime but, because it's my people that are dying being killed by each other and what have you. And Reggie, I say this from someone... I'm out of the What do you say about that? What do you say I say let's look at the source of that. If you look at a system that has continuously marginalized people, not giving them equal opportunity, you're going to have but violence we gotta stop, in the community. We gotta stop going I'm not saying there. We, but we have we, to we, stop. We, how do you we stop have that to have we have ownership. generations? We have of, to have you know, ownership. Reggie how, did, Reggie, how does talking back to a cop, when a cop tells you to 
you know, move move along or give me your license or registration. How does that address these historical injustices? I don't think it really in addresses the 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 historical injustices. That's what as, people as, ask me. As a, as much as it's a reaction to the frustration right. that the people feel. This frustration, yes, a tremendous Real, amount of frustration. A lot of frustration. Valid that dates back to the sixties. Well, it dates back to day one. <laughs> but what, but, <laughs> but then again, back to slavery. Let's, yeah. let's get it true. Yeah. No, let's not well, get remember, it right, our leaders told us we cut, we turned exactly. the curb in the sixties, but we're, we're still going. The police department historically was created in this nation to protect property. And we were property. Okay, but you so have people. So the system is working as it was designed. But everybody to work. can vote. Exactly. But everybody it's not a glitch. Everybody it's a can vote now. There was a time right in the now. United yes. States when women couldn't vote, when uh, blacks couldn't vote. People can vote. You, we can vote, but a lot of a lot of people are not voting. But, so what does that but say? There's also what does there's that say? also we're, we're wealth. People afford to have the go out and get wealth. Nobody got their foot on their neck. Russell ain't got a, a foot on his neck. Russell's making his money. Um, Don Peebles is, is a billionaire. Nobody put a foot on his neck. He's got his money. So what I'm saying to you is that we got to stop using excuses of being held back and take a proactive approach and finally get our asses together because we're I'm not, not doing I'm that. Not, I'm not That's excuses. the issue. I'm, I'm we need to come together. But these aren't excuses. These are actual these things are that are happening. These okay, are but how do how do we how do we address those as, as a society of everybody, of every race, every ethnic group? How do we address those as Americans and say, or New Yorkers and say, it's got to be better for everybody. We need to do A, B, C, and well, D. I mean, first, I, don't I, let I, Donald do Trump. You know what? I, 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 this is where organization comes in. We right. need to figure out what the agenda, figure out what the issues are, figure out what the agenda is going to be. And who's the leadership? Organize and leave. Well, that's that's where the we're other at issue. Right now. Who's the leadership? Because the digital thing has leader. made everybody's the, everybody's a leader. They got three exactly. followers. But I, I want to say one thing that okay. you said. You said, "How do we address this as Americans across the board?" I think we have to look at all of these other communities that have their stuff together, and yeah. they're really yeah. inclusive. They're, they're really inclusive on a lot of issues, so mm -hmm. we can't be concerned about everybody's issues. We have to be concerned about, about our, our issues. Yep. We can't be concerned about how America works for everybody because no one's concerned about uh -huh. how America works. But for that us. goes back to your point about making about a comment that. about I, white you, on you white crime. I don't care about white but on you, white you crime. Don't, but you don't see you don't see hope, especially especially with the current generation, the new I generation. See, I see hope, like the I see hope, nineteen year olds, twenty year olds. You I don't see, see that. I do you don't see, see hope, hope this, th that the country is becoming more diverse. There's more multiracial families. Well, I mean, I mean, some of the people are dying out. A lot of people are dying out. So I think as 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 you know, I I, I, I definitely see your whole I'm certain segment Reggie, of people right? dying out. I, I applaud that. I would say that is growth, but anyway, we're, we're gonna we're gonna disagree. <laughs> hey. But in, ter in, ter in terms Internet. of the leaders, are there are there leaders? Tony, you're in the political. Well, political you know, let me and let me correct something. I don't consider myself a leader. I'm an advocate yes. and what have you. I don't have people you following me. I don't have people following. But you shine a light on but things, that are, that's, and that's what I do. I advocate. Sixteen year olds on life support in the in the hospital because. She's been shot, she or he's shot. been shot. Yeah, you're there. Well, well, I mean, because I'm 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 a member of the village, and I have to step up to right. show show leadership. But I'm not a leader, and what have you. But we have a lot of people that jump out to the forefront because the cameras are there, right. and because there's opportunities for money there, and that's what they jump out for. But a lot of them have not come into the community when these guns go off, and, you, and we don't hear them until until it becomes something national where they can go get a Benjamin Crump mm -hmm. or somebody like that that can make money off of it. Damn. I just say that. Was it a shot? But what about the political? But, but, <laughs> but in, ter in, ter in, in, in terms in terms of politics, though, can politics can uh, uh, the right politics, the right leaders, 
that people can feel connected to, that have a vision, can they actually change We have to things? get buy-in from our community, first and foremost, with real leadership. Once we can get that focus and that individual that we can say, okay, we can trust what he or she is saying, then that's the opportunity for us to have the dialogue we need to have. Right. But right now, everybody's all over the place. Right. Everybody's having meetings. They're our leaders. They're meeting with the mayor. They're meeting with the president. They're having all these behind-the-closed-door meetings, and they're not touching the grassroots people who really talk to the people. And people right. are just getting their own little piece pieces of the pie, of the pie. And then they go home happy and they're And that's full. it, until it affects them later on. Yeah. And, and, that, and, and they jump and, back out again. And that's that's the way it is. Reggie, what about the voting thing? Do you you got to get out and vote. You, you, do you believe we, in we, that? We, I do believe in the voting system. I do believe in vote, voting locally because that's where, like, like, mm -hmm. like Tony said, that's where you have more of an effect. But you can't ignore this, 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 this right that we have to vote and affect politics that people that, die that, for that, 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 that uh, yeah, people our our people yes, right. died yep. for that and we can't disrespect our ancestors by ignoring this process that 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 you may feel is ineffective but it's still there for us to, to, to make a change so Camille, every 18 year old on that's what's an earshot of this this broadcast mm -hmm. you have that responsibility now because what we leave tomorrow you have to deal with right yep. and if you don't start taking control of that right now you're gonna have a worse problem than what we're leaving for save you right the bees. now right you, you gotta to save know. the bees my son is 17 now. His birthday is a week before the election. And I've been trying to figure out, can he register to vote? Can he vote before? And I was asking questions, questions, questions. Nobody knew the answer. You can go on hot97.com, hip-hop votes. There you go. Well, I'll put I you right through the Board of Elections I and found you get the all the information. I found the answer. And registered, he registered to vote. So now he can participate in the election. But a lot of people don't know that. Like that's not information right. and that's that a, they that's readily another, throw at you, and that's a very that's a very big issue too. We had mm -hmm. uh, Senator uh, State Senator Michael Giannaris on the show, and mm. he was talking about changing the voter registration because it is pretty tricky. And then they change the location, they yep. change where it is and in the neighborhood, yep. and then the, the the process to make it more modernized and also make it more accessible. So when you turn eighteen, you're automatically registered. And, and that's it. Or when you apply for a driver's license or official mm -hmm. city or state ID, you become, yeah, you have, you you be become registered to too, so mm -hmm. that that way people are automatically vested in. What do you guys think about that idea? Mm. Like Sounds automatic. Like a idea. I, mean, I think I like it's a that. great idea. because Make it easier to vote. Yeah. Well, there is. So Actually, I, I forget well, what, what, the call, what, that, what that website was that Obama and everybody else was pushing for folks to go ahead and vote. And as long as you register or what have you, I, th I don't know if we missed that window to vote in this coming election. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to make it that you, you are in, that, in, in the position to do so. you got to be in it to right. win it. Right. Yeah, New, yep. New you York, you have until about October 14th. So there's still definitely time to do it. So rush to do it now. And then if there was a higher voter registration in communities of color do you think there'd be more emphasis on prioritizing the concerns yeah i, I think and and putting in the right electeds that we want because they depend on those that want to be corrupt they depend on low voter turnout so they right. can go in and move right. their agendas mm -hmm. it's pretty incredible how few votes you have to have sometime in some of the districts <laughs> to become a crazy. member of the city council or a member of the you have ninety thousand people living in a district and only three thousand people come out to vote that's sad and what about complain about community conditions when they didn't get up and go vote in the first place. And then you complain about the community no, that is you. getting. Wait, not you. No, no, you understand? The community that is getting, yeah. then you complain about them because right, they right. understand what it is right. to, block, to block their votes. And then, and then in terms of making voting cool, what about if we replaced the countless number of stripper polls, no disrespect to the exotic dancers, <laughs> but... <laughs> 
in videos and music videos and we had people like going to vote we had guys sitting <laughs> How around about you smoking being able their to vote in a strip club, a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> yo and get a free lap yo. dance yo <laughs> <laughs> magic city strip. <laughs> magic city let's vote that, that, we did it we did it the Funkmaster Flex vote. car show we've done voter registration at Summer Jam we've done it from the uh, shout out to Denisha you Benjamin guys, you guys do a good job with the mobile uh, put it in the mobile you know the, the mobile street teams I'm about a sushi buffet the street mm-hmm. teams registered <laughs> and, and now we're online I don't know about the strip club thing though. yo it would be effective though it would I'm work. pretty sure we yeah. find some of our politicians what there. about a really bunch work. of artists doing a big concert and saying the way to get in is to vote you have to register to register the vote there it is on that note we got to uh, unfortunately we're out of time I want to thank our guests for this episode of Street Soldiers on Hip Hop and Politics Reggie Osei host of the Combat Jack show internets Internets. I know. <laughs> I always think hairnets when you say internets, but internet, there's multiple internets. Yes, I, yes, I recognize ma'am. that. Tamika Hall Fry, aka Lady Blogger, mm-hmm. a writer and managing editor for Cool Media and uh, public, uh, oh, citywide community advocate. <laughs> He's for the people and for the public. Oops. The one and only Tony Herbert <laughs> from Brooklyn. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Please spread the word. Please like my page on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and LisaEvers.com. If you're just joining us right now, you can catch up on everything right there. Have a great week. Have a great day. Have a great life. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.